Back empowers you to get it together with a single digital wallet. Use Back to aggregate, convert, send, and spend digital assets like crypto, loyalty and rewards points, and gift cards. Get started by downloading the Back app today and treat your digital assets just like cash. And I also want to give a shout out to Kraken. With Kraken, the cryptocurrency exchange, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or even earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit Kraken.com now to learn more. everyone, this is Sanya More. I'm a reporter at the blog filling in for Frank this week. Today, we have an exciting new episode with crypto artist Corey Van Lu. Corey is one of the many successful creatives that have turned their art into NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Today, I speak with him about his entry into the crypto art scene and the lessons he's learned along the way. Hey Corey, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm just we've been so busy the last, you know, since we first started talking and it's been wild, you know, uh, things move so fast in this space and lots of positive things are happening and I'm just happy to be like kind of at the front of that. So it's cool. Yeah, I bet. It's been a very crazy time in the NFT art space. Indeed, the whole Beeple piece going for nearly $70 million. Yeah, that was this morning waking up to that. I was just watching it happen, laying in bed, like casually on Clubhouse, just listening to Mike talk about it, and then when it hit 69 and, and, the, and the auction closed uh, and like we just didn't hear from him for a while and everybody thought he was just like like had a heart attack or something it was, it was just so, and that's what it's all about you know the whole community was there to share that moment with him and um yeah I know it was cool to be there <laughs> yeah it was insane I mean I think it was the, the bids were at like I want to say 22 million 20 million and then suddenly in the last minute it went up like crazy. <laughs> yeah, so there, that's like a common trend that's been happening in the uh, NFT space. Whenever there's an auction involved with selling, you know, a popular piece, uh, those, those bids tend to jump tremendously in the last closing minutes. And um, I'm not sure if that's like a normal thing or not. The way that art is usually traditionally uh, auctioned off, you know, I don't think it's timed like that. Not necessarily, and uh, in that little time effect, it just kind of gives uh, like that fear of missing out. And um, there's a uh, you know that last second, everybody's like, ah, you know, get dig into the big bags and 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 hope I hope I secure this deal. <laughs> so it's interesting to watch that. I mean, the money's whatever, but uh, it's just kind of cool to see like so many people interested in it. You know, the the money just helps, I guess, bring eyes to it, and it's just interesting to see like so many people understanding like there's a value behind this now. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I mean, before we really dive in, like, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? How did yeah. you get into NFT art? Um, so a little bit about myself. I started off in graphic design, not fresh out of high school. I had like a graphic design career with the Action Sports Company. And um, I basically created a lot of their product and packaging and uh, product displays and um, some of the products also as well. And um, that led to me just like being really proficient at Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop. And um, I was trying to figure out ways 
I, I got fed up with making money for somebody else. And I, I was trying to figure out a way to make money for myself or, you know, support my, so support myself with my own ideas and not somebody else's ideas. And what that led to was me creating cover art for SoundCloud rappers, I guess you could say, um, for the SoundCloud rap industry. And that was through Twitter. And it gained me a pretty big following on Twitter and Instagram. And that kind of like led to um, during the pandemic re most recently, uh, when we first like really dove into it and the Black Lives Matter movement was really prevalent, everybody was posting black squares on their on their social media. So what I did was take my black colorful art and post that. And that went viral. And that got me a really big following. And I, that led me to meeting Fawocious. And so Fawocious is a young artist in the space that we kind of connected through, you know, getting popular, both of us getting popular on Twitter and just having being art related. And I think he was also doing some SoundCloud art covers to uh, music covers. And I was like, we just both were like watching each other's growth. And I was making clothes uh, with my art on it. He was making clothes with his art on it. I was making prints with my print with my art on it. He was making prints. It was kind of like a similar like we we could tell we were influencing each other in certain ways. And, you know, he's 18, I'm 30, 30 years old. And um, it was just interesting that that was working like that. And, and more recently, he's been getting so much success in the NFT space. Some of his collectors, I believe, is what it was. Is one of his collectors was named uh, DCL Blogger. And he's like, he does like YouTube videos on the NFT space. He's really influential. And I guess he reached out to me because he saw Ferocious interacting with my artwork and reached out to me through Twitter and said that I need to get into this NFT space and he would like to buy some of my first pieces. And so he helped me um, onboard into the, the crypto world and helped me figure out like what getting a wallet meant and, and all of this stuff. And uh, I really owe a lot of that, a lot of my, you know, success to him because he's just, you know, made it so easy and welcoming for me to get into the space. And that like, transmitted to me and i'm like and and what and ferocious has transmitted to me and it's like all this contagious stuff is happening within the space that i've like fully immersed myself as in in, in the nft world so that's where we're at right now <laughs> yeah i mean you know a lot of our readers a lot of our listeners i think many of us still kind of struggle to understand what exactly nfts are okay and you know even to go even deeper, like what what is NFT art? How is it created? What is the process of production? Could you, you know, if you had to tell, explain to a child what an NFT is and what NFT art is, how would you describe it? Okay, so a lot of kids are playing video games now. A lot of them play Fortnite. I like, I, I just got a VR headset and an Oculus and I, I played a video game the, the other day. It's a lot like Fortnite and all, all I was playing with was young kids, like, the young young little boys little voices is crazy i was like wow there's like only kids on here where's the where's the grown-ups i got this deep voice i'm like you know, <laughs> all right help me out you know i'm dying like and, and so with that, said, with that said on these games you can buy skins right and these kids understand like you can buy skins and you own these skins and you collect them and you can trade them within their these video games marketplaces so the kids understand this and that's what it is. It's the same exact thing. You can collect these digital items and you can resell them on a marketplace. To go even further with that, the NFT also carries this certificate of, I guess you could say, a digital certificate of authenticity and tells you who the current owner is at the time and tells you, has like a, a Carfax report. 
for it and tells you who who owned it before and where it's gone and how much it was sold for and all of that. So it's just um, a really easy way to look at provenance for collectibles. I guess like one thing that, you know, a lot of people might struggle to understand is like, what is the difference between, you know, buying an NFT versus just having like a print of, you know, the art? Like, let's let's talk about paintings for a second. Okay. What's the difference between, you know, just having the, the actual painting, like a like a print of the painting versus owning it on the blockchain? What's kind of the value in that? Well, I think shortly we're really going to see a lot more of like use cases where you can use this digital art more so than just having like this photo on your phone or on your computer. There's a lot, I mean, it's already happening now where there's what we call the metaverse and there, these are these virtual worlds online that you could just, uh, you can access with a com normal computer and go around in these worlds and you can buy land in the world. And you can build homes or proper, you can build whatever kind of building you want in these worlds. And people are um, collecting a lot of these NFTs and becoming galleries in these worlds and displaying these art pieces and in turn, maybe reselling it or creating foundations out of it, out of their collection. There's a lot of cool like use cases that we're just barely starting to see because this is such a new thing. And it's just now people are putting a lot of this money into like collecting and we're starting to see like people who were early collectors have a mass, a mass amount of art now and trying to figure out what they want to do with it and figuring out cool ways of, you know, uh, you know, displaying it or just making, making sense of why they got that. And, um, I mean, I'm myself have got into collecting recently because, you know, Artists have bought my work and Ferocious, for example, bought my last three pieces and like watching him spend like his hard earned money on other artists work, you know, is contagious to me. I wanted to do the same thing. So now I'm spending the money that I made and amassing a collection, which I have dubbed the Blue Faces collection, which is kind of like a play on my artwork. I just go and collect other artists that are new to the space or maybe just looking for their first sale that also have blue faced artwork and creating a collection of that and giving them a, a platform and a place to be seen and, and see that they are worth something because a, a big artist such as myself can't went reached out and went and purchased their first artwork. You know, I've spoken with quite a few NFT artists now. And one thing that a lot of them seem to always say every time we talk is the NFT art community is so inclusive. It's so supportive. Like people are always trying to, you know, lift each other up, like support each other. Would you say that that's true? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's key. The most powerful energy in the world is when multiple people come together for a like-minded idea and it's a positive message. We see what happens when negative things happen. It, does, it always falls when it's like a negative message behind it. Um, at the very end of the day, it's, it kind of falls apart. But when there's a positive message happening and there's just a positive uh, energy happening and so many people are like-minded about the same thing and it's just like very easy to like be on that same frequency it's the most powerful thing in the world and we're seeing like the magnetism to it right now like everybody's like what's an nfc because they're seeing all of this like positivity within this space they want to know how they can get a be a part of it or how can they get some of that positivity just how can they feel some of that so that's why I say it's the most powerful thing because everybody wants to feel that bliss. 
Can you tell me a little bit more about your work? What are some of the things that you're trying to say through your art? Um, so my work really is all about positivity. It's what makes me happy. My latest collection is based off of a COVID-19 era of our lives, I guess you could say, and how we were stuck inside and, and how it was kind of like a dark time for us because we had to totally adjust and figure out new technology and and how to how do I want to say this we had to figure out new technology and figure out like how to not like just take all the food at the grocery stores and how to like you know help each other out because there's a lot of people going through the same thing at this at, at one time we were all going through like some some dark times and I wanted to show a positive light through my artwork and why I wanted to show a positive light is because my art before the pandemic was like, I was really agitated and trying to get into the fine art world. And that's like what we've known was the path as an artist, get into the fine art world and become a blue chip artist. And you, you can do all the things that you've always wanted to do as an artist, you know, and uh, you can unleash your ideas on the world. So that was where I was going to. And then the pandemic hit and we kind of all got stuck inside and everybody had to figure out what to do. And at the time, my art was dark, and I we I wanted to figure out what the flip was, like how do I how do I give a polarizing effect of my dark art and give like a more positive, happy vibe because I want to feel happy. I don't want to feel sad anymore, and I don't want to feel like like I'm hungry to just make it, and nobody's listening to me, and I have to just be loud on the canvas just for people to look. Like I don't need to do that. I can do that in a positive way. I don't have to do it in a negative way. So what I did was I thought of all those things that made me happy and thought of like things that I wanted in life and, and moments in life that like really meant a lot to me in a positive way. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to take, take the photos from those moments in time and turn them into a vector, which is a, a digital uh, rendition of artwork. Where, like you see with that are like put on t-shirts and stuff. It's like a solid colored image. And so what I did was take those photos and make a solid colored image out of them. And I would play with the colors in a certain way to where it would make me happy. And those colors are just like, there was nothing that was dark about those colors. They're just happy, like bright and positive colors. It doesn't say like, it could be, no matter what image it could be, it's like, oh, they're just bright, happy colors. Like it could be anything and it could be happy because of the colors. So that was my main image, my main goal with the colors. And then like the imagery was just like all of the like empowering positive things that happened to me in my life or people that are around me in my life or things that are actually happening in time. If it was dark, I would give a positive look at it, like a, a whole different way of looking at it instead of what was typically being depicted of the situations. And like with black, black art in general, um, we're usually used using like natural skin tone colors and dark imagery because we're going through such trials and tribulations that that's how we feel. But at the end of the day, um, I don't think we should dwell on the darkness. I think we should show the positive light that's in our, within our communities. And I think there are artists out there that try to do that, but there's a way to really show the positivity without like, there's like, we've been through a lot of dark stuff that happens in our life. And I think that, to, to go forward, we need to just be all about the positivity and this NFT marketplace is really showing the truth to that. I am putting myself on the forefront of showing that energy right there. 
so what's your process of creation? Can you walk us through, you know, let's say you wanted to create one piece of art on a given day. How would you kind of begin the process? Does it kind of just come to you and you just start painting or do you kind of have like a, a process? Well, so think of it like this. It's like a Kodak moment. I take the Kodak moments in my life. And so like if it was like going to be an Instagram photo that I was going to put on Instagram, I won't post it on Instagram. I'll take it back to my studio. I'll take it, put it, um, I'll put it into my computer and I'll put it on Adobe Illustrator and I'll make my vector image of it. And when I'm doing this, I get to play with the colors and satisfy my happiness. And from that, I, t I, uh, I um, take that image that I finally create and I take the, the solid lines that I, crispy lines from the digital rendition and I project that onto a canvas with the projector. And then I, now I have this perfect outline that I trace with a pe colored pencil onto the canvas. I turn off the projector. Now I have my perfect outline that's transmitted onto the canvas from the computer. So now all I do is become a 3D renderer, but in the painter sense with a brush and I paint out what I believe to be the 3D version of what I created on the computer out of that first photo, initial photo Kodak moment. And now from that painting, this is where it gets even crazier. From the painting, I take a photo with my with my nice uh, DSLR camera, and I uh, I bring that photo, that painting, back into my computer, and then I cut the characters out of that painting, like with Photoshop. And now I just have the characters with no background, and I recreate the background again in Illustrator. So I have the crispy digital background with no color loss. No, you can't really see any texture of the paint of the canvas. And then I put the characters on top and I animate it and I move them around and give them life by blinking and making their mouths move or, you know, just doing simple, slight lifelike uh, uh, movements to my characters. And, and, and now I've been starting to overlay music and, and um, you know, sound effects with my mouth over it. And because uh, I've always been able to like be kind of like just make all these sounds with my mouth just for fun, just playing around with my brother. And I just, I thought that would be cool to implement that into my work. So I'm, just, I'm starting to play with that now. I'm getting like, you know, studio equipment. Okay, and now you have to, you have to give us, yeah. you have to give us a demonstration. <laughs> um, so, okay. So with, with the painting behind me, like if you go, it's called, um, it's called heat check on super rare. If you go check that out, um, I did the, uh, I did the, uh, all of the sound effects for that with my mouth. And it was like, <laughs> like something like that and i take that sound i, I recorded in my phone <laughs> through just like a speakerphone and then i um for now and then i uh and then i play with that sound on um on garage band or whatever i can play with it on and uh, get it sounding you know real kind of like realistic like a laser and there it is <laughs> that's that's crazy cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> Backed is the digital wallet of the future, empowering you to manage all of your digital assets from a single place. Back puts the power in your hands to get your crypto, loyalty and rewards points and gift cards together to choose how you want to use them. Treat your digital assets just like cash and convert, send or spend them using Back. Get started today and get it together with Back. Available for download now in the App Store and Google Play Store.
And I also want to take a moment to thank Kraken, the cryptocurrency exchange. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online. Whether it's your first trade or your 100th, Kraken has the tools to help you hit your financial goals in crypto. With Kraken, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week, and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit Kraken.com now to learn more. What's the process of minting the art? And, you know, like, was it difficult for you to, to figure that out, or was it relatively simple? Yeah, I mean... I mean, once once I got the wallet part figured out, getting Ethereum and having a MetaMask wallet, um, there's all sorts of wallets, but the MetaMask wallet is the most like uh, is it goes it goes with all of the platforms that are selling NFTs. So once I had that, all I had to do was have some money in there, enough money to mint my first piece because you have to just the, all of the from all the platforms they have you know their guidelines for how big the piece can be and how big the file can be and um, me having the graphic design background, all I had to do is just read the guidelines real quick and be like, Oh, I know exactly what they need. I need, you know, it needs to be this pixel size. It needs to be this length, this file size. So once I, uh, once I did my first, you know, couple, see, I wish I would have had gotten on clubhouse and learned before and, and not had just a, you know, gone to the, the creme de la creme of places, uh, super rare off the top. But um, I, I, that was the first place I minted. So there were some mistakes that I made that I wasn't able to like correct or, you know, um, as they say, burn your piece because I, I, or I put it on this platform and uh, what burning your piece is, 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 you know, sending it to a blank wallet pretty much where nobody owns it. And now that nobody owns that piece, it's just out in the, you know, it's gone. Like nobody can get that piece. So uh, I thought I didn't know about that when I first started and it's not really look, it's kind of frowned upon in this community, but if I would have known about that simple thing, like the, you know, the little simple mistakes that I made on my first couple of mints, I could have like, you know, fixed those and it could have, you know, I could have had the right file size and not made it a GIF and made it a MP4 file. There's just like little things that you learn when you just jump into it. And um, I jumped in and I learned what I needed. Now I have like a format of how I, I, I mint and that's like, I, I take I, I always I always uh, export my files in MP4 because that's like the easiest. It's like across all the platforms, MP4 files look the best, and um, I do it at you know a decent size because if you do it anything smaller than like 1080p, it starts to get blurry. And we got to think about the future because I'm thinking you know five ten years from now, uh, people are going to have huge screens all over the place where they can you know display their artwork in their houses. Um, or some of, of some sort, you know, whether it's like a hologram or whatever, a projector, I think that that's coming. So we need to make sure that our artwork is high enough quality for the future because, you know, we're having 8K televisions and all of that already. So I just, I always, you know, you got to pay attention to like everything. So tell me about the most expensive piece you've ever sold. Um, so yeah, the most expensive piece I ever sold, um, my most recent drop, I did a collection of three pieces and they were all related to each other so it was pretty much like a triptych but i released them individually because i wanted to see if other people wanted to you know if it could go to if they were i wanted to see what journey they would go on if one person would collect all three or if you know multiple people would collect them 
And uh, it turned out that, you know, a friend, uh, artist and friend of mine named Ferocious, uh, you know, collected all three of the pieces. And that was the most anybody's ever bought my art ever, you know, physical, digital, whatever. And that was, <laughs> it's just like kind of a surreal moment that another artist who's, you know, young, a lot younger than you and just got all this success, you know, spends, you know, the most you've ever had anybody buy a piece for. It's kind of like, wow, you know, I, it's like, I, I kind of deserve that, you know, because it's like, it's been a long time. Like, I'm, I, I deserve that. Like, thank you. And thanks for letting people know I deserve that. Like, that's like, wow. <laughs> and um, how, how much did the pieces go for? They went for, uh, so each one went arranged from, I think, 8,000 up to 14,000. So a total of okay. 34,000 was, was transferred to me. <laughs> Something wow. like that. Yeah. So what do you plan to do with, with the money you've made? So I've already took, um, about 10,000 of that and reinvested it back into the NFT market space by, you know, collecting my, or starting my, uh, blue face gang collection. And, you know, uh, I found some awesome artists that I've never heard of before. And, um, you know, and, and I've, you know, gotten into collecting, which I've never done before. I, I usually just, you know, collect, you know, buy a couple of my homies pieces, you know, just to show some love to them. But I've never had like a bug for collecting art. Now I'm just like addicted as these other guys. And I want to, I think every sale that I make, I'm, I'm committing money to back into the market. So any sales that I make, are, are, I'm, I'm committing back into the market because I've actually, it's real funny, I've just because of all of this stuff is moving so fast, it's hard to like even remember all of this. But just recently, I've, I've actually been working on a project of acquiring a, a building that has a gallery below and apartments above. And this is like a first for me that I'm going to do something awesome for the space with my money. And I'm going to create a, an NFT gallery pretty much. And that's going to be the physical immersion with the metaverse. So I want to make curate bodies of work and artists that come to my space that are going to create physical body, physical pieces or something that'll, you know, bring you into the metaverse, but in a physical way. So whether you create physical work that lives on the, it lives on the blockchain or whatever, or if you can create a VR, AR environment in our space, like those are the type of things, the type of people and the type of things that I'm going to be displaying in my gallery. And um, just the other day, we just locked in our investor for it. So um, that's going to be like, a, that's like my first real big boy purchase. And I, I owe that, you know, a lot to Ferocious because <laughs> he, you know, gave me, you know, some confidence. I wouldn't even say it's about the money. It was more about the confidence to say, yo, you are, you can do those kind of things because you are in this, you know, realm now where people want to invest in what you're doing and invest in the movement and the positivity that you are, you are saying that you're spreading. And I, I want to just be proof of that. And, and now I'll have a place, a physical place for people to put on and do what I'm doing in the digital world. And I have a physical place to do that also. I wanted to have, I thought a gallery would be cool eventually in life, but I didn't think it would happen this fast. So. <laughs> have you been following the, the, the conversations about NFTs and their impact on the environment. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes. You know, I think it's so early that um, the energy use and all of that, I think 
we're figuring that out. I think that, uh, there's uh, there's too many people that are against you know hurt, hurting the planet in this space. I feel like you know that's not gonna that's not gonna be a thing in the next five years. I, I'm fully aware of it, and I I want to do what I can. So if there are things, there are initiatives or um, technologies that pop up that are you know more eco friendly. That's definitely the route that I would love to you know back and be behind and promote. I just think it's really early right now. So the fact that we're hearing that right now is beautiful because now we can adjust and make the the right changes to what we need to do to make it more eco-friendly. And, you know, I mean, this is this is a very philosophical, maybe loaded question, but do you think NFTs are here to stay? Do you see the hype dying down at all? There have been some discussions about, you know, like whether all of these NFTs are just a hype, like it's a bubble just waiting to burst. Do you think that that's the case or do you think that NFTs are here to stay? I say the kids are the future and there are the kids are already infiltrating this space right now. Uh, there's young kids, you know, 15-year-olds that are making thousands and thousands of dollars off of NFTs. I know they're influencing younger kids to do the same thing and that's just going to keep trickling down and the fact that you could, you know, the fact that you could be this NFT artist, quote unquote, at 14 years old, making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars is going to be really attractive to a lot of kids is they could do it all on their iPad. <laughs> and um, with that being said, no, I don't see it going anywhere because <laughs> the kids are going to be invested in it and that's the future. So at least for the next couple generations that are alive right now using technology on this planet, for sure, you can. That's there's without a doubt. It's a fact that it's not going anywhere because they're using technology like they are. And if they're using technology like they are, their kids' kids are going to grow up using technology like they are. So I don't think it's going anywhere. It's just going to evolve into something more. Wow. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was really fun. Um, is there anything else that you, that you'd like to add? Just you know about the NFT space in general. There's a lot of space here for like philanthropy and there's a lot of that happening right now it's just really beautiful so there are there are people out there that are philanthropic that's how you say that right i'm very bad all right if there are people <laughs> out there that are very uh, you know philanthropic i think that uh this is a you know you're gonna see them you know and in getting more involved in creating you know um ways that you can you know uh support and i think that we're gonna see a lot of positive changes just because of what's already being what's already being shown like the first thing that was shown was artists making positive waves uh, i think that there's only more positivity to come after that well thank you so much for your time i really appreciate this uh it was a great conversation and i wish you all the luck moving forward with all of your art all right i appreciate you thank you All opinions expressed by hosts and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and not necessarily those of the blocks. Podcast guests may have taken positions in the assets or other matters discussed in this podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. For full terms, visit theblockcrypto.com slash terms dash service.